Oh, you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sneaky like that. I'm oh, sneaky okay. like that. So let me is start. That, is that what that button was? Yeah. Oh, okay. So let me start this introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kyle. The one true Kyle, if you will. And we are back. I know it's been a while, and this was once an X-Men podcast, but I am spinning it out to be my own personal podcast, and I, as I've said in other podcasts that haven't been released, but will be released with this one, this will be a series of interviews, conversations, as well as content from my video content stripped, uh, the audio will be stripped and uh, uh, added as podcasts to this uh, feed so if you want to hear this uh, outside of my X-Men content be sure to subscribe I'll tell you more about this later but my guest today ladies and gentlemen I have with me a good friend of mine very good friend of mine his name is Mikhail aka Deadpool Stormtrooper the Deadpool Stormtrooper DPS if you will welcome to the podcast I've been waiting for this for some time have you thank you thank you for having me yeah yeah um it's always a pleasure to be with you you yeah. you are a very positive human being in the cosplay community so uh, I would like to think so yeah hopefully hopefully a lot of people think that I'm an I'm an easygoing guy I know that some people some people might take it uh the wrong way when i mess around too much or sure. maybe maybe i maybe i come off as an asshole but i'm really not i'm 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 a sweetheart you are you really are yeah um, i totally paid for your meal today yeah. oh it was delicious <laughs> i know it was, I appreciate it. it was like what how many beers ah so many beers so many beers so many beers and we're having beers right now we're so. having beers as well yeah. we're we are a couple beers in but yeah. i wanted to discuss with you kind of your origin story where awesome. when you started cosplaying when you start when you became the deadpool stormtrooper when, when you became dps i want to talk about that a little bit we'll talk a little bit about stores later and maybe we'll even get down on some more kevin smith talk because I'm curious because you're a very big Kevin Smith pan, fan just based off of what we talked about in, oh, the, yeah. in these like first two minutes. So, but first I want to hear your story. First convention. What was your first convention uh, and did you cosplay during this convention? I did. Um, my first convention I would have to say was back in, I believe, early 2018. Early 2018 was quite the year. I had, you know, the year before I had just moved into a brand new house. So, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to do something different. And uh, I was always big into comics. So, you know, my love for comics kind of came into play once again because I, I, I saw, wow, this is a cheap convention. Long Beach Comic Expo was right around the corner. I think it was in February. Of, yes. of of uh, 2018 and I had no idea what the hell I was doing I was just like you know this might this might be fun so I ended up you know making my own helmet and I and I've always been a big X-Men fan I've always loved the comics the movies the original movies were amazing but the thing about it is that I never saw Wolverine in his suit and we mm. never got to see him in a suit not at all right. it got teased as a deleted scene at the end of X-Men Origins and um, or not X-Men Origins uh, the, the the Wolverine yeah 2013 the Wolverine um, but we never necessarily got him in a suit so um, 
I just wanted to do something different. My favorite, by all means, uh, was always X Force Wolverine. X Force Wolverine. X Force Wolverine was always my like, top favorite. Like you're talking like the like 2006 like run with the gray suits. You had like Deadpool. You had Wolverine. You had like Domino. Yes, like that one. Yes, gotcha. Red Eyes. Was that Ed Brubaker? Ed I believe Brubaker. so. Yeah. I believe uh, did that run. Uh, yes, that's a great yes. run. I I really love that character just because it was uh, it was just so different, and you really got to see the raw side of him. Mm-hmm. You really got to see him get brutal. You got to see more of the Berserker rage, not not so much from what you saw in Uncanny X Men. You know, it, sure. it, it was it was totally different. It was um, you know him going based off his instinct and acting on it. It wasn't, you know, so much as I'm working on a team. This this time, I'm on a team, but I'm working for myself. Like what what I say goes. He's yeah. he's, he's being he's being like brutal in this um, in this run when when he was X Force Wolverine. Also, the just the the color combo, gray and black, was amazing. Yeah, and you, you dug those outfits. Yes, I did, and and I just wanted to do something like that. I wanted to bring that to life and um like i said when you first start off in cosplay you really don't know what the hell you're doing sure especially if you buy tickets for a convention and they're just like well now i just want to cosplay but i had no idea what the hell i was doing like because i had never built a suit i built masks before out of like paper and cardboard yeah using paper mache and glue and um you know i was always really big into um practical effects so that yeah. that by all means kind of inspired it um also so i ended up building the wolverine helmet and that was literally my very first like comic book inspired helmet and it didn't really fit the way i wanted it to fit it didn't really look the way i wanted it to look but a lot of people really liked it the first time around and um i mean needless to say it doesn't fit me like it used to yeah. now it just kind of like if I try to put it on, it'll it'll like scrape my nose or something. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's kind of um, I don't know. Maybe my head head got bigger, <laughs> or, or maybe the the maybe the helmet shrank. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, yeah, I ended up going to a secondhand store and buying a leather jacket, ripping off the sleeves, and like make getting a button. One of those buttons you get at Disneyland yeah. and popping on, you know, pa- painting it black and popping on uh, like a, a foam piece that I cut out uh, like an X of sure, and just painted it red and nice. black and literally just <laughs> pinned it to the, pinned it to the, to the now leather vest. And I bought cargo pants and boots that I use now on my job. I use those boots. That's funny. Yeah, I wear those boots at my job now. So, I mean, for the most part, they're really comfy and they just help. Yeah. They're steel toe. Hey, so, look at that. Comfy yeah, I don't get hurt. Um, that was my very first convention, Long Beach Comic Expo. And I'll never forget it. It was fun. And that's what made me want to, you know, get into cosplaying more. It was, it was awesome. It was very life changing. And, you know, now more so than ever because I've always been a Wolverine fan. Yeah. But I felt like this character doesn't speak to me. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't huh? It doesn't. It, not so much. Not so okay. much anymore because he was very morbid. He was very, you know, to himself. He was very quiet. He just, you know, 
he had inner struggles dealing with the fact that, you know, he is a, you know, a hundred and something year old mutant who had to live through so many wars, so many deaths. He's seen a lot. And not only that, he had, he had to grow not old, but he just never got to die. Yeah. He never got that honorable, like honorable death. But uh, he had to see everybody that he loved die in front of him. And I feel like, yeah, that's not something that I can really, you know, compare myself with because I've always been very happy-go-lucky and very chipper and just uh, I you like are, I like kind of sure. just, you know, having a good time and, and getting a few laughs. So I wanted to play or cosplay this uh, like a certain character that really fit who my persona was as a as a person and uh then i then i realized he was there the whole time deadpool and deadpool oh my god deadpool was literally me it was literally me i was deadpool he was dead like he was me i i we were the same person because we didn't know when to take things seriously, but we also like, you know, cutting people in half. Sure. And just, sure. yeah. <laughs> not, not that I've ever done that before. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, uh, sure. figuratively speaking. Um, I wanted to play a character that, you know, really spoke to people and, and that people really loved. And, uh, but I wanted to do it different. I wanted to do it very, 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 very differently. And I said, well, what, what can I do differently? that people haven't seen that I haven't seen personally. Right. Um, so this goes way back. I was going out with my wife. Well, now my wife, um, when we first started going out, when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, um, she had given me as a gift, a stormtrooper helmet. She was working at party C. Yes. And, uh, it, it was a time when party city, like ugh. party city had quality stuff still in stock so this was before they just started you know putting all the crappy stuff that they have now so she came to me with this busted up helmet that was in two pieces and it was just like you know discolored and i was like so happy because i was just like oh my god this is amazing i loved sure. star wars i love star wars and, and to this day, I still love Star Wars. It's yes. amazing, despite you know we'll everything. Talk yeah, we'll talk about this. Despite everything that's going on today about the newer trilogy, sure. um, I love Star Wars. I've I've always been a diehard Star Wars fan, and um, I was like, I was never at all a Jedi. I never felt like a Jedi. I never wanted to be a Jedi. Sabers are cool, but. The bad guys look so much cooler. Yeah. So I thought, what looks cooler than uh, than Darth Vader? Because obviously I'm not, you know, seven feet tall, and I and like yeah. I, I can't wear all that leather. Um. So I said, what's the next best thing? I said a stormtrooper. Wow, like stormtroopers are awesome, even though you know they get a they they get a bad rep that they can't shoot, that they can't. They sure know, can't. Their their armor is pretty much useless. It's it, you know. I wanted to put an end to those jokes and I wanted to do a character that 
you know, people could look at and be like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. So um, it took a long time. It really did because I had that uh, we had been going out for for years and then um, it wasn't until we moved in, uh, I believe, 2017. And then literally a year later, after I had cosplayed as X-Force Wolverine for my first convention, it wasn't it wasn't until after that that I really took it seriously and said, I'm going to make a, a, a new character. I'm going to cosplay a brand new character. I am going to be a Deadpool Stormtrooper. I mixed in the two things that I really enjoyed reading about and watching. I loved Marvel. I, I still love Marvel. Um, and uh, Star Wars, like you can't go wrong there. So I really just wanted to do this because it was it was just new it was just brand new it was a brand new thing and uh, i didn't think that anybody would really catch on to it and and that wasn't really my feeling going into it when i first started cosplaying i didn't think oh you know i'm gonna get pictures of course no it was never about that it was always about i want to go dressed up as my favorite character and have a good time and if people notice me that's cool too I didn't know that it was going to blow up like this. Did the concept of like cosplay fame ever cross your mind at that time? When you were initially, like during this, like your initial run before you went to that first con, before you went to LBC for the first time, were you like, oh, I could become cosplay famous? Was that even a thing to you? No, because I didn't think that you could. I never even thought about it because I was so new to the community. I thought that that was going to be my first and last time cosplaying Mm -hmm. until, you know, I want like I I got a feel for it and I said, well this is fun like this is fun I would love to come back to another convention, and I see that people come dressed up as different characters every other day, and some people you know they 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 come in the morning and then they go back to their hotel room and they change and and they're just two different characters or three different characters or four different characters in one day and and I'm just like well what's stopping me from doing that so i said you know what like i'm going to try this so the next time around um i had my suit i had my suit ready and i wanted to give it my own spin i i i literally made it into a deadpool stormtrooper the second convention that i had gone to had to be nerdbot expo that was the bigger one that was the bigger uh the bigger one that did it for me it was a very small convention um but that's the one that really got the character up and running right just because i felt like let's see let's let's see what happens you know let's see if anybody knows what the hell i'm doing at that point i said yeah, like I wanna, I wanna, I wanna show people, you know, what I'm made of. Sure. It wasn't so much about fame because fame, at the end of the day, it dwindles. It dwindles away. It doesn't mean anything. People just know who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily get anything from it, and I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, I'm just another person. I'm just another person in this crazy world, and you know, I'm just dressing up. That's all I'm doing. I'm just playing dress up. But I really wanted to see how many people would jump on the idea of a Deadpool Stormtrooper. So that was the first convention that I had gone to after Long Beach Comic Expo that 
really did it for me because I was just like, I'm done. I'm not Wolverine. This is me. I'm going to be the Deadpool Stormtrooper. And I got there and it was insane because so many people lined up to get photos with me Mm -hmm. and to ask me questions about my armor and it was crazy and i was just like at one point i said you know what's this line for because i was i I didn't know what the hell was going on hey what's this line for and they were just like for you and there were about maybe 10 people like lined up just for me and i was just like what the hell is going on here like there's no way there's no way and still, I didn't let it get to me. I didn't let it give me a big head. I did not have an ego. I didn't mean to toot my own horn and, you know, become this character right. that, that everybody knows now. So, But what was going through your mind at that point? Surely you knew that you had a hit in terms of your cosplay build and your, what you did with cosplay in general. Like, you, I, you had to have had, like, this is working type of moment, right? Yeah. Um yeah, it was it was crazy. It was it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Um I was in I was in shock. I I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Um much like right now, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but uh <laughs> it was it was new. It was it was a new feeling. It was a sense of you know, relief because I felt like relief. Yeah. It was a sense of relief because I felt like, Oh, well, you know, what if my, what if my work doesn't pay off? You know, like, cause honestly, I honestly, at the end of the day, I do want people to see my art. That's, that's what I want. I gotcha. want, you know, it's not so much of like wanting people to give me attention. It's not that. Yeah. It's not about fame. It's not about you know, like, take your photo with me. No. It's about the appreciation of the art aspect of what cosplay really is. Right. And it's about building. I took about maybe two months to really build my suit. And at the end of the day, I felt like, wow, I really made something amazing because it was my very first actual suit with foam. I had never worked with foam. Never at all did I ever think that I was going to make a suit and it was going to come together like it did. I never thought that I was going to get the right color combination uh, that I painted my helmet right. to, you know, my suit. I didn't know what the hell I was doing again. So the second time around making a brand new character, you know, and, and cosplaying this character and pretty much bringing it into the wild, I felt like, you know, you know, this could this could fail. This could really fail because I do want people to look at it and be like, wow, that's cool, you know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, this person worked really hard on it. That's that's me at the end of the day because um, if your art and your passion is really appreciated, yeah. then you know you're doing a good job, you know? You know that right. your art is, is appreciated. It, and that's, that's what I think cosplay uh, should be is to appreciate, you know, the amount of work put into, you know, building cosplays and, and, and portraying these characters. Because once I put that helmet on, it's DPS. Even though that's literally me outside of the character. That's literally me all the time. Um, sure. Yeah. 
So yeah, you kind of get you kind of get um, both worlds at the same time. So um, yeah, no, I never thought I never thought that it was going to be you know, anything. Anything at that I, time? No, nothing. not at all. I never had any aspect of being you know quote unquote Instagram famous, which I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. People hey, notice me. A thousand followers, good sir. What are you talking about? It's only a thousand. Sure. It's only a thousand, and and I'm and I'm really grateful. I'm I'm honestly I'm extremely grateful. Uh, I really am. It's it's amazing how I started off with uh, two hundred followers, you know, last year I think or two years ago, and I've literally only been doing this for now. It's going to be my second year of cosplaying, which is awesome because. Um, any and every opportunity I get, I always meet new people and they always are so inviting and so very kind and they always have nice things to say. And, you know, it's crazy. Like I said, I never expected for people to know who the hell I was. Right. And, you know, it wasn't until like people come up, to, like they, they would come up to me and say, oh my God. You're the Deadpool Stormtrooper. I love your videos. You, you know, you're 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 amazing. I'm a big fan. And I just stand there like I'm I'm just a dude in a helmet and a suit. And I don't take my helmet off. But I'm because I have to keep my composure and, and sure. stay in character and I say, you know, oh, thank you so much. I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, like I all the support thank you like thanks a lot for the love you know that's literally what i say to everybody that comes up to me everybody and anybody and even the newer people that you know have never met me like i always i'm always nice to them i'm always nice to them it doesn't matter you know what they're cosplaying as even if i don't know what they're cosplaying as i don't judge you know cosplays for fun you know you do your thing it's what you like you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a comic book character or an anime character or, you know, anything like that. It could be horror. It could be drama. It could be whatever the hell you want. Science mm -hmm. fiction, uh, you know, fictional characters. It doesn't matter. You know, you do what makes you happy. Right. Exactly. So this was 2018. You went to Long Beach Comic Expo. Then you went to Nerdbot. Cut to me, 2018. I was still in Seattle at the time. Uh, I kind of gave up on the comic book scene for a little bit, but then the girlfriend at the time got me back into it because she started cosplaying. I went to Emerald City Comic Con 2018. Uh, that's in Seattle. Uh, we And that kind of sparked my interest back. Cut to like summer of 2018. Circumstances led me to come back to uh, SoCal. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to start getting back into this again. Cut to August 2018. Long Beach Comic Con. Long Beach Comic Con. This is where I met you. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about this. Uh, at the time, I, I I had a fucking attitude at the time. And I, I just kind of started building. I started building random things. And then I and, and, and this in this moment, uh, I built straight up a cable line. And I was like, I'm going to cosplay this. I'm going to cosplay that. cable. And so at Long Beach Comic Con, I was a co cable cosplayer from Deadpool 2. 
and this is where I met you, which was one of the most stressful cons for me because this was the first time I cosplayed and photographed, and that was so hard and so stressful and so frustrating for me because I had this like half mobile uh, left arm actually left arm yeah and and trying to take photos with this while like getting my photo taken and being a cosplayer was such a daunting task such a daunting experience but I went through with it and I got a bunch of photos some of those were of you and this is where I first met you I think we just I took photos of you and I don't think we've talked really too much at that con, but no. it was very minimal, right? Um, I think minimal is a nice word because... Almost I non-existent? Yeah. I think that it was, it was, very, uh, it was very abrupt what, how we met because um, it, was, it, it, was, it was so fast. It was so fast because um, I was barely going through security... Uh, bag check and you know I was walking in and you know literally literally just uh, I was still in my first suit this was my first suit V1 still yeah the number one mark one so I was still kind of getting used to how to move around in it and you know um, and yet the same thing happened before or uh, yeah after Nerdbot people were crowding me and just it was again it was really overwhelming it was overwhelming. So I didn't know what to do. And it wasn't until like I saw because there wasn't there weren't so many cosplayers that like, you know, I knew like character wise, because a lot of them were just different variants of, of, you know, characters. And it wasn't until I saw you, I saw you, you had a teddy bear and then you had your camera yes. wrapped around your neck and the cable arm. And I instantly knew who you were because I had just seen or I had just seen the trailer for Deadpool right. 2, and I was just The movie like, hasn't come out yet, by the way, by this time. Yeah. Right? Or, it, like, just the, tra came the trailer out. had just The trailer came out, came like, the out, teaser. Yeah. yeah, the teaser had just come out, like, came out, and I was like, that's awesome, you know? Like, I can't wait to see it, and uh, literally, I saw you, and all I said was, like, I just shouted at you, and I said, Cable! And you turned around, you snapped like maybe three photos of me, and that's about it. I uh, didn't really have any time to pose, so I just did whatever. And then you kind of just went off and, and, you know, left. And it wasn't until then, I didn't ask you. I never asked you for your, you know, for your, for your tag. Like, I never asked you for your tag. I just ended up finding you. Sure. I just found you on Instagram. That's funny. Yeah, it, it, and and call it stalking, but like I was like, who was that? Who was that? I gotta I gotta look for them, you know. Like they <laughs> they, they seem cool. They seem cool. I need more friends in this community. Sure. And uh, I ended up finding you, and I added you, and uh, you know, it was it was about like maybe like two or three days until you added me back, and then it was just like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So um, or followed, added. That's weird. Um, yeah. So. Our, our friendship kind of, um, I believe it blossomed more when, uh, towards the end of, 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 uh, 2018, right. Towards the end of 2018 is when it really blossomed. Uh, I believe it, it took off after that, which was, uh, for like 
Long, uh, not Long Beach, uh, LA Comic Con. Yeah. When LA Comic Con came around, I had a brand new suit, my Mark II. Okay. And and that's when we we kind of hung out more, and we like chit chatted, and we got to know each other more. So that was that was awesome. It was it was it was amazing meeting you and just like getting to know you better. Because yeah. now we're here. So yeah, look at that. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, cosplay builds and like kind of your process and going through the process. So you mentioned uh, your version one of your Deadpool Stormtrooper suit. Why don't you take us through like the process of like how you conceived it? Like you mentioned that you got the helmet and that that helmet was like the catalyst for you starting your build almost. Um, So take us through like that version one build process from almost like like conception to like final product what was going on um well yeah so the helmet the helmet just was just one thing like mm-hmm. i said earlier it it was that's literally the face that is what promotes who i am once you see that helmet you know who i am or at least you should know you know as far as I know, um, the first suit was just a grueling process because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Again, it was only the second build of my life and I didn't know. I started doing my research. I started watching videos on how to make stormtrooper armor. And, uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, Wait, 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 wait. Why do I have to make it look like a stormtrooper? Why do I have to make it look like that? Why can't I just make it look like what I want it to look mm-hmm. like? What would what would uh Deadpool look like if he had his own armor as a stormtrooper? So, um again, I had no idea what the hell I was doing and who better to look up than Master Foamsmith uh, even though he mainly builds props, I, I needed to know what to do. I looked up on YouTube and I found this guy and he literally was like the pure inspiration of what I wanted to become eventually. And it was Odin makes. I love Odin's makes. Yes. Oh, and, and I envy you because you, you got to meet him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, I was extremely just overwhelmed by the the, the master foam smith that he was. Yes, he, and 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 he knew about electronics. He knew about everything. He was he he he's just a smart and and super nice guy. I, Very I, nice. Yeah, absolutely. So just watching his videos, it really taught me how to manipulate foam and, you know, how to go about, you know, uh, you know, cutting corners and, and, uh, really smoothing out the edges and just everything glue wise and everything, all these, all these little tips and tricks that you, you want to know that you have to know if you want to really cosplay, if you really want to know the artistry and the, the the creative aspect of what cosplay really is it's sure. about building it's yeah. about building and making stuff and creating and really putting your soul into what this character is what you want this character to be because again it doesn't have to be exactly like the character rendition it could be your own variant yes. version 
It could be your own version. So it was hard. It was really difficult because I remember buying foam, six sheets of foam, and I had just picked a size. I don't remember what the size was. It was a thin size. Right. And I was like, holy crap, what the hell am I doing? I bought a heat gun. I bought a glue gun and a bunch of glue sticks. And I bought uh, contact cement, E6000, and I bought all this stuff. And half of that stuff I didn't use. Right. I ended up just using uh, glue. Hot glue? Just glue. Yeah, hot glue, just glue sticks and a, and a glue gun and my my heat gun. And that's it. That's all I ended up using. I didn't use anything else. And I went to you know my local 99 cent store and I bought uh dog uh what are they like dog clips and dog uh, sure, tags like and, leashes stuff. and stuff yeah leashes and, and and all that stuff and i ended up cutting them and i said oh i'm gonna just clip them to the sides yeah. so my suit locks into place and literally my first suit was just about three pieces that's how easy and you know non-professional which i, I don't know how professional a person can be at cosplaying but I was an amateur, and I think I still am, you know. I literally put two pieces of foam, and I didn't measure myself. That's the thing. Oh, okay. I, I didn't you just measure. winged it. I wow. Winged. A lot of my suits, and a lot of people don't know this, a lot of my suits are totally random. I just wing the suits. When I look at myself in the mirror, I put the foam piece up against myself and then I mark it with a marker. Okay. And I see, okay, that's where it's gonna be. And then I fit it to my to my body to see if it fits. If I need to go back in, I go back in with some scissors and then I clean it up once I like the shape with my sander. And yes. I use a two twenty um sandpaper. Gotcha. Which is always it's always helpful for uh thin foam or thick foam. Um but yeah, and you get those clean creases. So that's what I ended up doing for my first one. I didn't, I didn't measure myself. I just cut it. I just right. went in and I cut it, and, and and it was crazy. I was scared because I was like, "Holy crap, I'm wasting money." Yeah, uh, man, that's it's it's money that you you have to think about. You know, like this isn't my job, so you know I'm spending about twenty thirty dollars. The first suit I remember spending about about forty dollars to make all in all it's relatively cheap still though it was it was it was at the time because now i'm finding myself <laughs> now that i know how to go about it i'm wanting to go bigger and bigger better. and bigger and you're realizing those funds are going up a little bit yeah yeah so i have to find little shortcuts as to how to make my suit look better at a cheaper cost so mark one was definitely it was a it was a worry. It was a worry for me because I didn't think that it was going to work. And at the time, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I had a pair of pants that I literally had ended up just gluing foam pieces to. That's like I ended up so I cut out all my foam pieces and I warped them with my with my heat gun and I and uh, you know then I painted them red. And right. I ended up getting a bunch of glue sticks popping them into my glue gun and gluing the side and then just wearing the pants that I was going to wear for this and just slapping them on. Yeah. So I had thigh guards, I had shins, and I had 
knees and and literally all I needed were the shoes and I ended up buying some dress shoes and I slapped a big old rectangle piece of foam so it looked like like armor like a metal plate on my foot which those guys yeah they're here those are my mark ones and it's just it's insane that i'm i'm wearing them now that's funny yeah they're still using yeah i i didn't use them for a whole year actually okay yeah you've been using your boots mainly huh yeah and those boots like i said those those boots were are now my work boots nice so it's crazy it's crazy how i went back I, I literally went back to my Mark One in. Literally, I'm stepping back into my own shoes when I first started uh, actually yeah. cosplaying as this character. So yeah, definitely don't wing it. Don't I mean wing it? Wing it the first time. Wing sure. it the first time, and if you don't like it, then there's always there's always you know there's always a a second opportunity. You know, but f- screw it. Just just wing it. Because I had fun and I didn't think that it was going to go anywhere. And people really liked the Mark One suit. I really yeah. enjoyed that one too. So going from Mark One, uh, what were some changes that you made in your Mark Two suit? And what was the process of like what was going through your mind? Like, did you know when you first built it what worked and what didn't work, and you knew? By the time you finish that Mark One, oh, if I ever make a Mark Two, I'm gonna do this, this, and this better type of situation. What was going through your mind, and when you were developing Mark Two, and was this already kind of established while building Mark One? And is this kind of like your process when you go through building a new thing? Are you kind of like learning on the fly and then just changing for your next your next uh, version? I definitely did do a lot more research because I've always been a fan of armor, yeah. not just in cosplay, not just for the, the the cosplay aspect of it, but I've always been uh, really intrigued with, you know, uh, Greek mythology and, okay. you know, um, Nordic mythology. And I, I used to, I used to study on, on all that stuff when I was in, I, I used to be in school and absolutely loved mythology i i just the the stories and and you know the fact that monsters existed in in that reality and the fact that you know you can't just fight in your clothes you have to wear some type of protective armor so i took aspects from literally modern day mm-hmm. and as well as, you know, your old time medieval armor. Like, I took it into play where it's like, you can have something from the future and as well as the past. I tried to mix it. And a part of me wanted something that that people hadn't seen before. So mm. the first thing that I saw and that I realized is that a lot of this armor was layered yeah so that's when that's that's the direction i i took this into i took it into um the layered layered uh aspect of making this armor for mark ii mark ii was definitely a challenge because now i was dealing with you know okay now i have to stack stuff on top of each other and i really really actually worked on it 
It took me about two months again to gotcha. make the armor, but this time I actually was ready. I was like, okay, you now I learned from my first armor. Yes. I can't just, you know, marker it on the foam and then cut it out. I need to actually measure. So what I ended up doing was getting cardboard and I started drawing it out on cardboard exactly what I wanted, the pieces that I wanted. And, and I said, okay, this is what I want. This is exactly the shape that I want. I want more of a Greek-inspired uh, armor. Okay. So my Mark II is definitely, it's paying homage to Greek mythology, especially, especially the um, kind of Clash of the Titans with, uh, you know, all those stories about, you know, um, just... Everything that's happening in Clash of the Titans is amazing. Uh, just the armor, the armor aspect, how it, the Greek armor just fits over a bunch of these soldiers. Um, I never thought about putting like kind of a Spartan mix to you know my helmet or anything like mm -hmm. that because um, I know that that's what they 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 got inspired for X Men when when doing the helmet for Magneto. Obviously that's a Spartan helmet. You know, it's a it's an inspiration. It's a it's a nod to that. But I like to think that my Mark II was just kind of a, a you know paying homage to sure. Greek mythology and just overall Greek uh armor. Uh, that's what I wanted. I wanted to go about it in that I wanted to go into that direction very sleek very in your face the first uh one that i had mark one was very boxy and i would like to call it my my football my football yeah. uniform because it was very it was very boxy sure. and it, it just looked very boxy my mark two was definitely my greek armor it was kind of me establishing myself as you know i'm here for battle you know like let's do it i'm i'm getting stronger in a way uh you know, now that people know who I am or have gotten the idea of who I am, right? This is what I'm going to keep giving you. You're not going to keep seeing the same Deadpool Stormtrooper. Right. You're going to see a different one every time. Cool. Yeah. So, Mark II was definitely a challenge, but if I had to say it, it you know, if you if you really want to go through armors like I have really plan your second one out because yeah, you sure. just never know. So second one was definitely very difficult. Two month span. Um that one was still about forty dollars. I think it gets worse. It'll get worse. Yeah. Price wise it'll get worse. But yeah, that was Mark Two. So Mark Two was definitely an amazing armor and I miss that armor. What do you want now? What version? Um so I I had Mark three and I had Mark four, and uh, Mark five is done as well, and then Mark six was done as well. So now I am trying. Hopefully, I started out soon because I haven't started Mark seven. Mark seven. Mark seven is definitely going to be insane because Mark seven has to blow all these out of the water. Um, last year was definitely not so much my year as far as suits go because I felt like I was confusing everyone. 
I was definitely confusing everyone. Um, people were just now wondering what the hell I was doing because I was mashing my character with other characters, right? Even though I was already a mashup of my own character. Sure. So, you know, this year I'm not doing any more mashups. It's just DPS. It's just Deadpool, Stormtrooper, you know, all the way. No more mashups. Just me. And um, as of recently, everybody really likes the midrift. Yes. The exposed mid drift uh, off of my Mark Six, which is uh, it, there's a there's a uh, honestly there's a good explanation as to why I did it because I didn't want to do it, but really? um, yeah I, I I didn't want to do it because I was I was really self conscious about my body and and um, it wasn't until I like you know started working out that I really that I was just like oh, okay I'm getting I'm getting used to it, so um, I I I did it because you know my wife ended up saying. Hey, you don't have abs, not yet, but what we can do is we can give you abs with makeup. At first, I was a little hesitant, and I was like, oh, I don't know, seems kind of silly, you know? But then I did it, and I, and I liked it, and a lot of people really caught on, because... You know, it was something new. It wasn't a mashup. It wasn't a mashup. It was just something that. What would Deadpool Stormtrooper do? I like that. I really did like that idea. Instead of doing a mashup, so you did one of your one of. I like it, but it is kind of confusing. Is your Deadpool Thor, Thor Trooper, uh, yeah. which is cool. But like we cut to, what you're doing now, and it's very influenced by. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Cle- yes. clearly, clearly, but it's not a mashup of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It seems like something that Deadpool Stormtrooper just loves, and it's just like it's almost like Deadpool Stormtrooper himself is cosplaying. Yes, yeah, and that's a that's a really awesome way to put it because it, yes, it, it's um it's kind of a it's kind of a fourth wall break. Yes, exactly. And, and my character has never really fourth wall breaked you know for himself as far as you know as far as you know the videos go yeah i I break the fourth wall but you know realistically i've never actually broken the fourth wall as my character so yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of new and i wanted to do it because i wanted to see well let's see how people react you know and uh it was awesome. It was it was awesome because a lot of people really liked it. It it blew up. All, it was like, holy crap! This is my reawakening after the year that happened. The year that happened, it was just it was not a very good year for DPS. Um, right. I felt like I started the year off strong. I had you know videos and you know at the end of the day that didn't really matter to me. The fame did didn't really matter to me. But it was the fact that like. The idea of the Deadpool Stormtrooper was kind of dwindling away. And now people were kind of just like, well, what the hell are you? And I felt like, holy crap, I dug this hole. I dug myself into, yeah. this, in, into this place where I am right now. I'm in a rut. Because um, creatively, I was, I was struggling. So I wasn't building any new suits. I didn't do anything. Um and it sucked. It it really sucked. It took a lot out of me. 
Um, but overall, I came back because the very first convention of the year struck, and it was ALA. Anime Los Angeles. Anime Los Angeles. Fast forward to 2019, Anime no, Los Angeles. Not in Los Angeles, by the way. Not in Los Angeles at all. <laughs> I don't even consider that LA County. No, it, it is was not. in Ontario. In the yeah. Empire. So it was my very first anime convention and i've been to anime pasadena but i was never inside and i've ghosted ax but i was never inside so i didn't get the same feeling that i got at ala ala was amazing i went one day amazing the vibes were just on par with how i felt about the day i, yeah. I just felt like hey i'm gonna have fun it's gonna be an amazing day you know and that's literally what it was. It was an amazing day. People were so kind. They were so awesome. They were so free. They were, you know, just the 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 energy was so lively and amazing. How many ribbons did you get? I think <laughs> I didn't get. I didn't. Get, I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't. Okay, so. I didn't know that the ribbons That's were a thing. thing. That's a thing at that con, yeah. It was my first con, uh, my first It's ALA. like a scavenger hunt, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It was, it was honestly, it was honestly one of the, the coolest things about the con because I was just like, well, I've been to so many conventions now. Um, none of them do this. Yeah. So when that happened, I was like, this is awesome. I love this. This is like, you get the cosplayer into it. Yeah. So I cosplayed as my sexy senpai DPS, which is not a mashup. It's just me being silly and showing off the midriff, um, <laughs> which is my Mark Six. Mark Six. Mark Six. I really worked hard on that suit, and I still wear it to this day. Yes. Right now, this is that's my go-to suit right now, just because I can learn so much from that suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a little, just a little fun fact. That was gonna be my wife's uh, phasma. Really? Yeah, that was gonna be my wife's phasma suit. What happened? For uh, well, you know, she didn't like how it fit. She didn't really like the shape of it. You know, it wasn't very you know uh, up to her standards. And you know, one day I ended up because she 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 had all the pieces cut out. So I didn't do any building. I I didn't I didn't I didn't really do any building as far as the suit went. Right. But I ended up taking the suit and basically just basically just um taking the suit and warping it to where it fit my body perfectly because right. she she has a smaller she has a, a smaller physique. So sure. Obviously um I didn't know what to do. So I, I, I just made it work for myself. And at the end of the day, it worked. It freaking worked. And I ended up having a brand new suit and I did it so well nice. that it's so comfortable. It's so easy to get into. A lot of my suits, and a lot of people don't know this, a lot of my suits are tight. They're very hard to get into. They're, they're very time uh, consuming to get into and taking off. Yeah. So this one was definitely the winner, but I hope that my Mark Seven is going to win, as far as you know, fit and uh, just 
how comfortable it is to move right, around. So you think you got like uh, accessibility and mobility and comfortability down now, and you're going to execute on Mark 7. More so than ever. Um, nice. It's, it's nowhere in the first stages. Not at all. I, I've, uh, I've just been slacking. Um, so it is, it's still in its first stages. Uh, blueprints have yet to be drawn. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But ALA, again, I'm sorry, I ramble on so much. No worries. ALA was absolutely the most amazing con of the year because I had so much fun. So many people, so many people came up to me, and the fact that um, they knew who the hell I was right. was hilarious to me. It was hilarious because I didn't know what the hell I was getting myself into. And it, this, these were a bunch of weebs. Sure. You know, these were a bunch of anime people. And um, I'm not a, not a huge anime fan, but I like anime. Yeah. You know? Um, so many people were touching me. The, you were talking about this, yes. Yes. So many people were touching me, and, I, and for the most part, I did not enjoy that part because I had to shave to mm. uh, get the, the abs painted on me. Yes. Just because, you know, you don't want to see a happy trail going down. <laughs> going down from, uh, you know, your sure. abdominals because uh, that would seem a little weird. But uh, I had to shave, and I was walking around the con, and I, I got about maybe, I want to say like six ribbons, which was not amazing, so but it was bad. amazing. It was amazing for me because I was just like, this is awesome. I like this. I, I, I like the ribbons. I did not like people touching Touching my, you, though. Yeah, yeah touching yeah. My, my abdominals because it was very like it was it was not right men and women and you know like it was just weird it, so again i i i don't support this cosplay is not consent cosplay is not consent and i know what i know what people feel when you know they feel uncomfortable sure so i'm just going to put that out there cosplay is not consent so please don't touch the cosplayers yeah folks. don't do it do not, and if you feel compelled to, at least, at the very least, ask. Yes. Before you attempt. Um, but, all right, so we're at Mark 6, we're at ALA, you know, we're in 2020, and you're still going very hard. What is your favorite convention? My favorite convention? That's a, that's a really hard question. Yeah. That's a really hard question to ask me. Yes. Because I feel I feel so bad. No, I feel don't, so don't feel bad. bad. I do. I feel so bad because I'd have to say one of my favorite conventions was it had to be Long Beach Comic Expo. That was one of my favorite conventions. It was really until until what happened recently. And it's not it's it's not the convention's fault. Um but I felt like you know, it got swallowed up by ALA because oh, yeah. I, yeah that's that's not their fault the I think Long Beach Convention Center is going under like maintenance which is why they had to schedule it at that time and uh and it was just like bad scheduling on their part it was either schedule it then or don't have a convention 
type of situation. So um, they just, yeah, they scheduled it. And it, was, it wasn't a good choice because two cons in one weekend is, you, you're, you're pretty much asking for a, Especially with Long Beach, which is only like two, three years in the making. Yeah, LA, a LA is sixteen years in the making. They haven't I established. Had no idea. Yeah, me neither. Uh, honestly, there was because anime at Los Angeles actually was in Los Angeles at one point. Oh. Yeah, and then they moved it out into Ontario. Didn't change the name though, which is rude. But <laughs> anime Ontario would be would have been actually it doesn't sound bad at all. I mean, anime Ontario. That sounds pretty okay. cool, actually. It sounds right. it sounds more epic, which it which it is, honestly. It's a great con. It is. I love the convention hall. I love the people that go there. Everyone seems chill. If you ever been to Fanime, it seems like it's like Never. that Fanime vibe. Is that in uh, where's that? NorCal, San Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah, coming up in the next couple months. So Might... you're buying my ticket, right? We might... I'm down to go. You want to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm so down to go. Let's, I've never been, I've never been to Norcal, I know, so... I know Cool Whip's going. Oh, yeah. Probably. What, 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 are we traveling by train or...? Uh, hitching a ride. Oh, okay. Trying oh, to find oh. a ride. We'll find a ride. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll, 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 we'll make food. it happen. We'll make it happen, yeah. We'll put our, money <laughs> we'll put our money together and we'll, we'll pitch in so, for food. So, all right. Um, what's your favorite uh, thing to do at a con? Ooh, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I love seeing all my friends. Sure. I, I love seeing all my friends. I love seeing the work that they've been doing, the, the, the stuff that they've been doing. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to the con and just, you know, just go out there and, and just act a fool and, and, you know, be funny and, you know, make people laugh and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I really just want to get close to these people again. The people that I've gotten to meet have literally changed my life. They've, um, they've let me know that there are still good people in the world. That, like, I've met some really awesome people, such as yourself, and uh, I've never, I've never been more grateful. Just because you know, it, it's an amazing feeling. Sure, friends, friends are very hard to come across. And I know that feeling. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I love, I love everybody who's in my life right now, and and who I've gotten to meet. So I'm very grateful to be in the company of such good people as I am right now. That is my favorite thing to do at a con is to just reconnect with people and just to see what they're up to. I, I, I see what they're up to on social media, but it's not the same thing. A lot of a lot of them live so very far, like yourself, but I, I made my way out here and just because I really wanted to hang out. Mm. And um you know, this is more than just a podcast and an interview, this is a hangout. And you know, I, I really I really enjoy being a part of it. Yes, that. my nipples are very erect. Oh, I can tell. Yes. <laughs> But uh, it could be because the uh, window's open, but... Ah, forgot to close the window. <laughs> I was, I was, the, the ice cream man was playing. I was just like, was. almost, oh, I was almost tempted to be like, hold on, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. go get some ice cream right yeah. now. <laughs> I was going to pause him, but it, it happens. That ice cream man's here every day. It's, it's okay. You never get ice cream from him? 
no, fuck him. He makes so much noise. <laughs> I'm a podcaster, and he makes so much noise. Fuck him. He's not he ma- my He money. makes a lot of money. I'm he not going to lie. He does. So fuck sure. him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> selling, selling Rocky Road. <laughs> On this Rocky Road right up here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the number one thing that I would I, I would say that I I love about going to conventions is not so much the convention how much work they've put into that's amazing you know people really work on showing people a good amount of entertainment and just fun but you know it's awesome it's awesome getting to know these people and just overall. Just meeting them, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and and, and just overall being around friends. I sure. I love I love it's great. I love all you guys, and you know I couldn't ask for better friends. That's great. It's the community's being it's growing ever ever more. So every every year, um, and I'm 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 happy to see it grow as as time goes on. Um, seeing you, seeing so many people. Um, it's it's great, um, but you know we've talked a little bit about the con life and cosplaying, but we're here for one thing and one thing only: your opinion on Star Wars, motherfucker. Now we clearly have different opinions on Star Wars, but I want to hear your opinion on Star Wars because. I think it is the it is like the politics of 2020. Fuck politics. Fuck right wing conservative left wing bullshit. I want to know where you stand on Star Wars. So tell me, what did you think of Rise of the Skywalker? I'll start with this. I do agree with you on politics. I I I was never one for politics politics, and I never will be. I think that um you know our government is pretty fucked up as far as you know the legislation goes and and just the house of representatives like everybody everybody's fucked you know they're they're only looking out for themselves we're all fucked and uh, you know wherever you go wherever you go and i'm telling this is for the world to hear this is the deadpool stormtrooper saying this oh. and you and 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 you're never going to hear this again and i'm saying this as you know a person not you know anything else i'm not established as uh, another label. I am just a person. This is the Deadpool stormtrooper saying that. Mm. Yes, all around the world, our governments are fucking corrupt, and you should not trust them. Work, do your thing, live your life, but trust me, do not obey. At the end of the day, because you're your own person, and that's what matters the most. You speak for yourself, and. That's it. Absolutely. I can't agree more. And that's including Disney, too. I know you guys worship Disney and Marvel. I don't. You shouldn't. I mean, you should love everything that's happening. I love Marvel. I love everything that's happening. They are still a part of this system, and you should not trust them whatsoever. In the end of the day, they are corporations, and they are run by what brings in the most profits so as much as i love them don't trust them but nonetheless the rise of skywalker let's talk about it you love it you are absolutely in love with it you love jj abrams run which i i agree i love it more 
than other movies, but overall, it's still, in my opinion, a clunky, uh, un, like just a mess of a story. And honestly, that's probably not J.J. Abrams' fault. That's just Disney, uh, Disney executives meddling way too much. I feel this movie is a series of studio notes disguised as a script. But I want to hear your opinion. Tell me uh, what you loved about this movie. You loved the whole Palpatine story. I want to hear your opinion on Palpatine and why you loved Palpatine so much. Okay. First off, <laughs> first off it's not that I love Disney. I don't love Disney. Yeah, sure. Uh, just like anybody else, I, I grew up watching, you know, um, Saturday morning cartoons. And of course, here and there, Cartoon Network, you know, and then Disney movies. Okay. Do I love Disney? No. Do I love The Emperor's New Groove? Hell yeah. I love that film. That's an yeah, amazing movie. film. David Spade was amazing. Uh, you know, just everything about it was, was awesome. I loved it. I will say this. Yes. Do I believe that Disney could possibly be an evil corporation? Yeah. Hell yeah. Like every other corporation out there, they have money, they have time, and they have the power to manipulate young minds. They will mold the minds of little children to mm. make them believe what they think reality should be. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, perfect example, the, the Disney princesses. Those princesses are a manipulation of reality. Um, you know, they basically make them out to seem, you know, like as the victim. And at the same time, it's just like they victimize them in order to rebel. Cinderella is the perfect example. You know, they this this you know, and I know a lot of people might hate me for saying this, but it's 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 true. It's fucking true. White privilege is a real thing, okay. And I'm saying that right now, not as a person who sees race or color. It's just basically pointing out the fact that it is a thing. It's a real fucking thing. And uh, Cinderella is the perfect example of that. <laughs> she is a white girl who is being uh, taken advantage of. Is, is, she's being taken advantage of. But she lives in, you know, supposedly she lives in squalor, even though she lives in a giant magical castle uh, with her evil stepmother and, mm -hmm. and stepsisters. And all she wants to do is party. I think that that's a perfect example of what a, you know, you know, like, I'm not saying that white women don't know what the fuck they're doing, but she's obviously doing what everybody should do. Not just a woman, a person in general. Chores. Chores are for life. Chores are for life. Especially in, what was that, like, 1700s, would yes, you say? Yes, yes. Like, you're working. Like... You, you should be proud of yourself. Don't fucking put yourself <laughs> down. And then also you talk to animals, you talk to little right? mice. You have a superpower. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can actually communicate with nature. But I think that what happened to her was like, yeah, a lot of people felt bad for her because, you know, 
Uh, you know, like it's 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 stupid because like she's she's been uh, suppressed, and underprivileged. Yeah, she's yeah. she's been suppressed and under underprivileged and blah blah blah. But under she's beautiful. Yeah. That's the thing is that I don't feel bad for her. You don't feel bad for her. I that's don't. Like every, and like, then she doesn't look. She doesn't look like she'd be poor. Like she, she sure doesn't. That's one thing. That's she the looks, one thing. She looks very. The beautiful. one person that I felt the worst for. The worst in the entire Disney, you know, universe is Quasimodo. Oh, that poor fuck. He was a hunchback <laughs> living in the Tower of Notre Dame. Like, you're giving me all these princesses, but you're, you know, like, where the hell is Esmeralda when I go to the park? I would love to see Esmeralda. Right. Want to know why? Because she is a powerful, you know, colored woman. And she's mm. gorgeous. You know, let alone the fact that she's a gypsy. That has nothing to do with it. I just want to see, you know, more empowering uh, colored women in the park. I don't want to see Snow White. I don't want to see Cinderella. I don't want to see uh, Aurora. Like, that bitch is sleeping all the time. What the fuck? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, Disney, at the end of the day, yeah, you know what? I don't care. You can fucking sue me. Like, I, I don't don't sue me. But don't sue me. <laughs> don't they sue have me. Very awesome lawyers. Yeah, they do. Don't they fuck do. Your life yeah, up. but um, <laughs> no. Overall, this is just my opinion, and it doesn't matter. Okay, this is just talking out of my ass because we're possibly how many like six or seven beers in, but um, I honestly think yeah disney at the end of the day is a overpowering commercial bending manipulating just overall evil corporation how does that feel knowing that they own marvel and that's like something personally for me i I grew up with marvel and i'm like this is gonna put like a tight it sucks it sucks because i know that i know that a lot of uh after Iron Man released, Iron Man was very, um, it was very, it was very new, and and uh, you know John Favreau did amazing, uh, amazing work, uh, writing, producing, directing, amazing. So um, when I saw that film, it really changed my aspect about what Marvel could have been after after Disney, and. Um, I'm not saying that they did anything wrong. Besides Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World. Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> and, then maybe, and then maybe Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was... Uh, I know like a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but I did not enjoy... I ended up sleeping no, that was... for about like two seconds. like Not even two seconds. Probably a, a full minute. We talked about this on a couple of podcasts. It's pretty middle of the road. It's like Iron Man. It's not necessary. It's, it's like... Iron Man 2 almost, not even Iron Man 1. It's Iron like, Man 2, I love Iron so Man 2. It's so mediocre, it's like in the middle of the road. They talk about like her being so like, stop showing your emotions, stop showing your emotions the whole film, but the whole time she's barely acting and very stoic. So it's like, not even the acting is showing what I'm being displayed on film. I don't know. I, I liked Iron moments. Man 2. Iron Man 2 was kind of just like, did you, you know. I did, okay. I did. I, I liked Iron Man 2 because it was... It was um, they didn't need to give us Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2 was amazing because it really just spoke... Uh, it really gave us what Iron Man 3 wanted to give us. And it was 
Tony dealing with the fact that like I just dealed with, you know, PTSD. Like he was still dealing with it, and yeah. you don't see it until Iron Man three. But Iron Man two really well, like you 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 really see it because it's just like now he's just like you know he doesn't care, and he's being poisoned by his own product. Like he doesn't care. He's giving away all his shit. Mm-hmm. He's he's partying because he's like I could die. I could literally die at any day, any day now. And 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 New York was a was basically like the thing that showed me that I could die. Right. So to to experience that something something like that. That's why I said uh, that's that's why I'll, I'll say this is that um, Marvel and Disney at the end of the day. You know what? Disney's doing something right. Uh, as far as that goes, Marvel they they they've done wonderful work. They haven't screwed anything over. It's just been mm. kind of a hit or miss throughout the years. Right. Um, as far as Star Wars go, um, this last trilogy, I'll get to that in a second. After I say the Mandalorian was amazing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely amazing. I loved it. I sure. I loved it. There were maybe like two or three episodes that I could have done without, but. Absolutely amazing! Absolutely amazing. Um, the artwork at the end of the show, the the concept art, you, yeah, yeah, the concept art, that. the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, I yeah. really wanted to see that in, in come into play right. in the show was absolutely amazing. That's great. Um, overall, I love the show just because they stayed true to the character. They didn't warp anything. They did, and they gave us hints. And little little Easter eggs of the Star Wars universe and what it was and what I love about it. We got to be on Tatooine, but they didn't give us our double sons. They didn't give you double sons. They didn't ham fist the hey, remember the whole Skywalker trilogy? Well, here it is again and Easter eggs. They, it was just no, we're on Tatooine. That's it, and we're gonna tell an interesting story. So I did dug. I did dig. That and Mandalorian, they didn't kind of like, they didn't circle jerk you the whole time. It's just like, yeah, here are some things from the past, but we're telling an original story. We're telling a unique idea from a certain point of view. And you see that, you see that. And I like the fact that like, from the Mandalorian's perspective, they don't even know what the concept of a Jedi is at all. They don't know the concept of a Force at all. And that is from the point of view of an average human being in this galaxy. They have no clue about any of this. Even though it's happened. Even though it's like, what, five, six years after the Empire has fallen? Like, they, they just hear stories of it. They just hear stories of it because the Old Republic has been dying throughout Mm -hmm. the years. Even throughout just all these wars with the Empire, yet the Empire is still alive. So the 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 imagination, the creativity, the the dialogue, oh my god, the dialogue, the mm. the just overall storytelling in this universe, this um this show for Star Wars was absolutely amazing. I so Disney and Disney, you know, owning Marvel and owning Star Wars, um, I don't have a problem with it. They it, they have my money. 
I, I, there's no other way that I could have watched The Mandalorian if I didn't get Disney Plus last year. So, um, and I got it at, at D23. So, yeah, they, they instantly hooked me. And um, at the end of the day, you know what? I have my opinions about Disney. So does everybody else. But at the same time, I will digress and uh, give in a little bit because mm -hmm. they still put out premium content. Stuff that I actually enjoy watching and that I actually want to watch. So, Disney, it's a love and hate thing. It's not even a love and hate thing. It's just a love and sometimes I don't like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I get that. I yeah. Feel you. So, I mean, I still haven't met Disney. Uh, uh, Dis uh, Disney. I still haven't met Mr. Disney. You never met I've Mr. never Disney. met Mr. Disney. I've never met. I, I've never gotten to take a photo with Mickey Mouse himself. So, <laughs> and that's always my thing. Whenever I like rarely go to Disneyland. Uh, I always want to fucking take a photo with Mickey Mouse. That's the go-to guy. Sure. He he lives in a castle. He's a mouse. You made it, dude. You made it. <laughs> you fucking made it. You're a mouse and you made it. You live in a castle. So, um let's down let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The Rise of Skywalker. Let's start off Probably. with The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams. Absolute masterpiece. Because it gave me everything I wanted. It everything. Did. Absolutely everything I wanted. It gave me something amazing. Amazing. And it was just this. It was the fact that they didn't change anything they didn't change anything they gave you a new character they told you who this character was but not their backstory which i liked Ray? yeah okay which i liked because i was like oh wow i love the the whole you know she's she's on a she's on a junk planet she's basically a slave right. who was a slave in in the in this story anakin anakin was a slave just like his mom was mm -hmm. so this was this was new this, oh, this wasn't new this was wow this was this was refreshing i was like wow okay like we're going back we're going back like i love that i love that aspect i love how we start on a desert planet right we started on a desert planet we started with a character who you know was just kind of submitting to what has happened exactly you know what has happened throughout the years throughout the decades of war and just uh civil unrest and it's it's that feeling that you get when she's you know hiding out in a busted up atat -AT. when she's you know that's her sure. that's her home that's her home so i'm just like oh, wow like this place either was covered in snow, or the ATATs were out here, and we will never know. We'll never know, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's insane to me that like they they kept it in place. Also, the fact that you know they brought back the helmets, the 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 um, X wing helmet, fighter pilot helmet. Yeah. she wore it. She put the blast shield down. Who does that? You know, and and I really liked that because it was a, like she even I think she even says red five at one point, right? 
Something I, I think I think so. I, I probably would have to watch the. I, yeah, I'm I'm to down to actually watch the whole thing over again. again. I probably well. will. I probably will. But it is definitely refreshing. The first one was extremely refreshing. Yeah. And it was just you know, just you know, it was awesome. It was very very awesome. What were some things about this film that you liked? that you wish you saw in The Last Jedi? The Force Awakens? Or... Mainly the... Uh, the Rise. Like, in The Rise, yeah. So, like, in Rise of Skywalker, what did you... Like, because you love it so much, and clear, you've mentioned that Last Jedi is not your jam whatsoever. Uh, what What would you want to see? What would be some J.J. Abrams touches... That you would want to see in that film, that you that you didn't see, that you didn't see Ryan Johnson do. Um, first of all, his name is not Ryan Johnson; it, it, it's Ruin Johnson because he ruined <laughs> the Star Wars trilogy. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna fucking say it. Honestly, y- you know. I didn't enjoy the whole plot. The plot, the plot was very wrong. The plot was very, very wrong. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want the movie to be shown that way. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, what the hell? It was, it was dumb. It was dumb. It was extremely dumb. What specifically was dumb about it? Um, I really didn't, you know, a lot of people give her shit, but the actress that played Rose, it's not the actress's fault, it's the writing. The True. writing was all, all at fault, so uh, I have nothing against the actress. The actress was, you know, she she gave a good performance as far as, you know, acting goes. Yeah, and like, I could believe it, it's believable, but her character was stupid. Her character was extremely stupid. She was kind of just in the way. She was, you know, I kind of wish that we would have seen, you know, her sister's character. Right. Her sister's character gave more to the story. She sacrificed herself for what the rebellion were fighting for. She literally died for the cause. Right. And then you have this person who is her sister guarding the escape pods with a little taser with a cattle prob, if you can call it. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So she's just zapping people like, oh, you traitor. What the hell are you doing? You're calling them traitors, but you're not even fighting yourself. You're not even fighting. You're not giving anything back to the cause. I thought that was extremely stupid and, and just very unhealthy for the story because... Now you're just going to keep talking about her because now we have to have a character development and then you want to develop that character throughout the story. And guess what? You don't because (laughs) then she has this stupid idea. Okay. Yeah. They decide to go to a planet, which is basically a casino. Canto Bites. Yeah. A casino planet where they want to pick up a master code breaker in order to break through the Starship Destroyer. Yes. And they don't do that because this, and I'm going to say this, this bitch 
has a fucking hippie trip. And I'm not saying it because she's a woman. I'm not saying bitch because she's a woman. I'm just saying because you can you can say that to anybody. Man. You certainly could. Man, woman, non-binary, whatever the hell you want to say. Okay? I don't label people and I don't give a shit about labels. Okay? Okay. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care about labels. Right. You're a person and that's all you are. So if I call you a bitch or anything else... It's nothing personal. That's just a word. This bitch decided to have a fucking <laughs> hippie trip. And she's like, oh, the animals. The animals? What about Are the you slave kidding children? me? What about the slave children? What about the slave children? <laughs> the, the kids who, who, who are like, oh, my God. You guys know the Jedi? Oh, my goodness. They're playing with the little dolls that they've made that are obviously holding little sabers and shit. Yep. So they know the stories. Also... You would think that they would be on par with what the hell is going on. The pods that they escaped in from their actual ship are being destroyed. There's people on those ships. Guess what, Rose? You're risking everybody's life right now for some dumbass animals. PETA, I don't give a shit. These are fictional animals. They don't exist. And neither do they exist in that universe. Also, the concept of slavery is like... It's huge. It's prolific throughout all of Star Wars. All of Star Wars, it's huge. Religion religion plays a huge part. The droids are slaves. Like, the the people are slaves. Like, the animals are... Everyone's, like, kind of, like, repressed a lot by this uh, kind of empire that's kind of growing. And in this case, I guess, the uh, First Order, right? Yeah. Which I have problems with the First Order because the Empire you understood, right? You understood the power that it is. You've 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 had these movies and they don't even tell you how strong they are. You just see their overwhelming presence. But with the First Order, you just kind of see this... You didn't get to see them grow too much, right? No, not at all. Which is unfortunate that... Because, like... Ultimately, they, I felt, or not felt, because the story was kind of lacking that point, but visually, they tried to tell me that they were strong as fuck. They had the ability, they had, what is it, Starkiller Base, right? Fucking, they could destroy planets with a planet. <laughs> a planet, they had a planet that could destroy planets. It was insane. It was, so, that, that was uh, about a for, uh, the Force Awakens. That was one other thing that I really loved about it was that they didn't just build a Death Star. They manufactured a planet to be a Death Star. Yes. So that was amazing. Um, The fact that they killed off Han in that one was – it was really heartbreaking because I got to see it in in person and I teared teared up. I cried. I cried. That's literally one of my go-to – favorite characters in all of the Star Wars universe. Really? So to see him um, fall to his death, basically meet his death at the, at the hands of his own son was very, it was very, it was very, um, it was very, very, it, it hurt. It definitely hurt because, you know, it, it, everybody has that sense of like, you know, pain inside them that sure. they can't really relate to their parents. And I know that I can't. 
you know, my dad, and this is getting a little personal, but we'll, we'll just keep it short and sweet. But yeah, myself, myself personally, I, I don't necessarily get along with my dad. He doesn't really support a lot of the stuff that I do. I still love him though. So, um, it's just, it's just crazy when you see that portrayed onto film that, you know, what you are thinking what you're thinking at the moment, uh, the very hatred of a person who gave you life right? Um, coming into play and your opportunity to get rid of that person comes into action. It, it hurts. It definitely does hurt. So um, to see this person say, I have, I, I, I don't, I don't think I have the strength to do, to do this. Can you help me? I thought he was going to put down a saber and uh, submit to his father's love. And in return, he stabs him. And that really, that really struck a chord in me. Not just because of the character, but because of what the overall metaphor was. Is that, yeah, you... Deep down inside, sometimes you feel like you hate that person, but you you're just acting on, yeah. on what you feel at the moment. You don't really hate them, and it sucked. It sucked so bad. So I I definitely cried at that moment. Interesting. When, yeah, when I when I saw that happen, it was very very sad. It was very very sad for me. What do you think of his appearance in The Last Jedi? Kylo? No, Harrison Ford. Uh, uh, Hansel, the memory. Oh, you mean the Rise of Skywalker? Oh, the Rise of Skywalker. In yeah, the Rise sorry. of Skywalker, I, I, <laughs> I cried again. Really? Yeah, I think I cried more in that one than I did for Force, because there was just so much going on. Uh, Last Jedi was just a pile of crap. Um, did did I believe that Leia had Jedi blood in her? Of course, yeah. She was born out of the seeds of Darth Vader and Padme. Or Anakin and Padme. But overall, yeah, she has the power in her. So when I saw the whole little flashback of her being a Jedi, that was amazing. But when you see it in Last Jedi, her, you know, kind of using the Force to go back to the ship, that was kind of stupid. That was extremely stupid. Mm -hmm. It was stupid. Um... The Rise of Skywalker, Han Solo's character spoke to me more than Princess Leia or General Leia just because we got the same thing. That same approach to where, you know, a father is talking to his son, giving him advice um, just as much as, you know, any, any son or daughter wants to get advice right. from their their parent it doesn't have to be a dad or a mom like or, you know a, a dad but um he's getting the advice and at that very very moment you kind of feel like you are kylo ren you right. you do feel like you're in his shoes and you know what you've done wrong and uh you're the victim at that point so you have to submit you have to listen to your parent and you know your parents always know what's best for you 
it doesn't matter how old you get, how old you are, like your parents are always going to be your parents. Your mom gotcha. is always going to be your mommy. Mm-hmm. Your dad's always going to be your daddy. And it doesn't matter the worst experiences. Those people brought you into this world. Right. And uh, I think that life is the ultimate gift. It doesn't matter how much you grew up with or how little you grew up with. You will always have your parents because they decided to have you. They really did. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, one thing, so you, you've shown a passion for the JJ stuff. And uh, one thing that I love so much from these movies is uh, tonally. Tonally, JJ Abrams got Star Wars correct. And a good example of this is through the emotions of Chewbacca himself. And we see this two times through two deaths, through the death of Han Solo and through the death of Leia. And the first time we see it in uh, uh, The Force Awakens when Han dies and we just see Chewie just break down and he gets mad and he fucking rages, right? And you're just like, fucking Chewie really sets the tone for how I should feel in this series. And he does it again because I was kind of just like, whatever, emotionally throughout the rise of Skywalker until the moment that Chewie found out that Leia died and he just broke down. He broke down and he cried. I was just like, because Chewie really is kind of like the uh, emotional ground for all these films. And when that happened, because like I said, I didn't connect too much. But when this happened, I was, I felt it. And I I I teared up a little bit. And I was like, God damn it. God damn it. This is, this is what they were, this is totally what I wanted throughout the film. I wish I had more of this. Um, I will agree with you on there. I, I w- wish we would have gotten more from um, Chewie. Chewie was Chewie is literally the platform for everything that's happened throughout the Star Wars universe because he is one of those characters that will always be beloved and you know yeah. just uh, admired and. Uh, it's one of those, you know, not human characters. I know you have the droids, but the droids are, they can speak. So you know what's on their minds. Mm-hmm. When you when you picture Chewbacca, you don't see him as a beast. You don't see him as a beast. He's just another person. Sure. I saw him as a person because he, even though you don't understand what the hell he's saying, yeah. it's like you know what he's saying. You feel what he's saying. Exactly. It's just like you... You can't help but be connected to that character because at the end of the day, it's just like, wow, this this um, this character has feelings. They have feelings. Robots are just, you know, I, I guess you can say three, C-3PO had a remote, um, you know, perspective of a feeling towards the end when sure. he, when he when he realized that his memory was going to be erased. Yeah, he had a moment. Yeah, he had a moment, but that's just it. He has moment. He has a moment. We've never really noticed the moments throughout the the, the series. With Chewbacca, you get rage. You you get uncomfortability. You do. You know, you realize that this is a living thing. The fact that they've been around for so long and lived... The moment that I thought he 
he died because of Ray, mm-hmm. I was in shock. I was like, no. And then in the, and in the theater, there was a couple, when they saw that, they walked out. They didn't even bother with the rest of the film. Really? Yeah, they walked out. They didn't they didn't care. Interesting. Yeah. They walked out. Somebody had um somebody had uh, filmed that happen and literally like a week later they went back and watched the film. They they the that couple, that same couple that walked out. Okay. They were a diehard uh couple, like a diehard Star Wars couple. Like they they were there for the the originals and their prequels. They they were in their late fifties. So they, you know, they've seen the shit happen. So to see that was horrible. But then to know that he was still alive, if you would have killed off Chewie, I think it would have been the end of Star Wars. Because you have such a lovable character, a character that everybody can, like, even if you don't know what Star Wars is, you know who Chewbacca is. You You know who he is. It was amazing how his character developed throughout the series, and he still looks good, and he still acts amazing. The fact that, yeah, he broke down, it hurt me. It hurt me because you. It's like it's like when it's like when a dog's owner dies. Oh, okay. He's just a big puppy dog. That's all he is. He acts tough. That's all Chewbacca is. He's a big puppy. He just wants... He, out of everyone else, when Solo saved him from, you know, being a prisoner, he devoted his life to just watching out for that person because he, he he's like, you know what? You had my back. I have your back. And from here on out, we are friends. That movie... That was the only aspect I liked about Solo. The friendship between the two. The friendship between the two, Lando and the Millennium Falcon. Gotcha. But Solo as 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 a whole, I did not like it. Right. But overall, Chewbacca was amazing. And Chewbacca will always be amazing because he is that character. He is Star Wars. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I wish we would have gotten more Chewbacca in this film. And... and we kind of did. We kind of did. What I really loved, and I mean, it was absolutely awesome, was the fact that the Stormtroopers actually got monologue. Oh, yeah. They actually got more monologue. And I think this is the only other time besides, uh, what was it? Like Besides Force. Besides Force. Okay. Besides Force and besides A New Hope. This was the I was only say other time. Hope, right? Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the only other time. I think this is like the maybe the third or fourth time that they've actually gotten monologue. Um when they when Ray tricks them. Right. And she says, You're happy that we're here. Oh, you guys are so great. You guys <laughs> They get Jedi mind tricks, so um it was very it was very awesome. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, for sure. Um so yeah. Um any last thoughts that you have on Star Wars in general and this particularly this uh, current trilogy that we've experienced I think that uh, if JJ would have directed and produced all three of them 
it would have been a better trilogy. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. That he is, is he is definitely a good director. I wouldn't say great, but he's a good director. Uh Ryan Johnson definitely did fuck up. So JJ had to fix his mistakes in the third one. Do you ever see his uh uh, uh Looper? You ever see Looper? I did I did. I did I, you I, enjoy I, it? I liked Looper. I liked okay. Looper. Looper was okay. Uh, no one should have this power but God. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Looper. Um, it's insane because that power, if you had the power to teleport, and I think we've spoken about this, right? Uh, that it would affect you throughout time because it's just like, well, what if you're in your, what if you, what, what if you, you reach your fifties or sixties and you're like. You have Alzheimer's, yeah. so now you just start popping up in different places. You exactly. forget. So yeah, teleportation is definitely uh, fucking dumb power, but sure. I would still, it, it I would still do it story wise. But that's interesting. So, um, any last thoughts that you have on Star Wars or cosplay or anything you want to tell the world in terms of? life and fandom in general um fame is nothing that's what that that's what i have to say about fame fame is nothing fame you can be someone someday and you know what the next day you could be nobody yeah uh so live in the moment but don't don't let it get to you don't okay dwell. don't 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 let it take control of of what you can truly be and uh as far as cosplay goes have fun Build, be creative, and and don't let other people judge you. Just do it because you want to do it. Have fun and literally be yourself. Express yourself, literally. Just do what you want to do. Have fun, man. I did, and I don't think that if I didn't have fun, I don't think that I'd be where I am right now. Um, and, and people are going to look out for you. People are going to be supporting you, your friends, your family. and if, And even if they don't, Honestly, just do it because you want to do it. Yeah. And uh, Star Wars, if you like Star Wars, watch it. doesn't matter what critics or other people who don't like it, uh, they can say whatever they want. It's their opinion. Let them talk. And, and honestly, you will have your own opinions and you'll have your own uh, moments where you'll critique. And, and, and honestly, it's normal. It's fucking normal. So do what you do. Say what you want to say. It's okay. Nobody is ever going to agree. And no one's no one's ever going to disagree. But at the same time, everyone's going to agree and everyone will disagree. So it's kind of a give and take. So just go with it and enjoy yourself. And at the end of the day, my number one thing for everyone to really just live by is be yourself just be yourself this is the deadpool stormtrooper saying to be yourself be yourself be happy enjoy your life because at the end of the day happiness is not getting what you want it's about enjoying what you have that's the real thing Happiness is not getting what you want. Mm -hmm. It's about enjoying what you have. Enjoying what you have? 
Couldn't yeah. agree more. Great words. TPS, where can people find you on the socials? They can find me at uh, the Deadpool underscore Stormtrooper on Instagram. And that is about it. As far as that goes, I You're think... You're only on Instagram. You gotta, well, you gotta, I, I have you a TikTok. Expand. Or a TikTok. I yeah. have a TikTok. You go follow him on TikTok. I have a TikTok. You'll, you'll, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my TikTok. It, it'll be right there. I'll most likely uh, post it. But yes, my TikTok is on there as well. I make uh, somewhat funny videos. Um, I'll let you decide. And uh, they'll just keep on coming. Hopefully... Hopefully I can keep on doing this for very uh, many years. I don't know. I we'll agree. see. I hope you do this forever, and I wish you the best. Thank you. And the best health. TPS, everyone. My name is Kyle. You could find me on Instagram, Kyle V. Also, Valenzuela.photo, as well as Valenzuela.photo on the web if you want to view my portfolio. And hire me again i am kyle the one true kyle if you will the one true kyle and that will do it for this week folks we will catch you next week when we talk about life love the pursuit of happiness i don't know masturbation who knows yeah i'll we'll probably be out. there for that yeah we'll find well, you never know i haven't we'll masturbated in like in a really long time that's that's our next story folks but until then <laughs> a really long time <laughs> until then we'll catch you later peace later